and welcome to the 45th episode of the First Exchange Podcast with me, your host, Lydia Daydal. Well, as you know, not only am I your wonderful host of the First Exchange, I'm also the host of Fight Connect TV. So although I have amazing characters and people that come on to the podcast who are not necessarily within fight sports, I do love when I get someone who is a fighter to come on the show. So I was absolutely delighted um, to get an opportunity to sit down with Maria Malinencia. I hope I got that right because I spent all afternoon trying to pronounce it. Maria Malinitsa. Maria, I hope I got it right for you. Um, but an incredible Croatian fighter, former Muay Thai and K1 world champion, um, now turned to boxing uh, training under Pete Taylor in the Coliseum gym. Pete Taylor needs no introduction, obviously an incredible coach in his own right, but also the father and former coach of one Katie Taylor who obviously our, our Olympian um, and now professional unified lightweight world champion. Um, so it was incredible to get Maria on just to talk about her journey from K1 to Muay Thai to boxing, her plans within boxing, how she ended up with Pete. Um, she loves to travel, as you will find out when you listen to the podcast. So it, getting all her stories about fighting and training and moving country, just so passionate and so um, dedicated to what she's doing. So it was a pleasure to have her come on, pleasure to hear her story and to meet her for the first time. I, I'd heard so much about her and as soon as she moved to Dublin, I had Steve Collins Jr., I had Pete Taylor, I had Pete Taylor's partner, Karen, all her teammates now uh, telling me, you have to check out this girl, Maria, you have to speak to her, you have to interview her. She's got an incredible story and she's she's just fantastic. So I was delighted um, that she came in. So before I let you enjoy the 45th episode of The First Exchange, can I just say thank you very much to anyone who has pledged to support us on our Patreon. You can still support us by going to patreon.com forward slash The First Exchange. There you can donate a couple euro uh, what will that do well that will help us to continue to do the podcast it will help us to grow the podcast to be able to get better guests to expand to maybe when we're allowed to have an audience do some live podcasts you know there's lots of plans that we have in the pipeline um, and without your help we will not be able to continue so please go to patreon.com forward slash the first exchange and now, without further ado, I will let you enjoy the 45th episode of the First Exchange podcast with Maria Malencia. Maria, welcome to the First Exchange podcast. Thank you so much. How are you? Very well, thank you. Good. I'm going to turn up my headphones real quick. Welcome. Yeah, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for inviting me. I know that I had wanted you to come on... For, that, for a couple of weeks, we were trying to sort out a date yeah. and to get you on and you were going to Poland, you were fighting. So I'm really happy that you were able to come in. Me too, I'm happy it happened. There's so much that I want to talk to you about because not only like obviously your boxing career, you're working with Pete Taylor now, you're out in the gym in the Coliseum gym. Not only that, but also your K1 and your Muay Thai backgrounds, which mm -hmm. I didn't know about. Oh. When it was Steve Collins who called me and he was like, you need to get Maria on to the <laughs> podcast. She is incredible. And I was like, I'd seen this girl and Pete's partner, Karen, had told me about you as well. So I was like, oh, it's boxing, right? She's like, no, no, no. She has like this incredible backstory. Yeah. So let's start. I mean, how, what age were you when all this kicked off? Well, uh, I started pretty late. I was 17. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah, in Croatia. And then it, it just started because of fun. Yeah. And just accidentally I became good and 
<laughs> so 17, you were very good. But uh, when you were 17, you know, did you see something on TV? Did you have a friend that was into martial arts? Like, what brought you to the gym for the first day? Uh, well, my older brother, he was a boxer. Uh, but mm. at the end, he didn't commit himself to make a career, but he was very good in it. So it just started like a fun for me because you didn't have many options in, in Croatia. So. Yeah. So what is the, the kind of combat sports scene like in Croatia? Well, in Croatia, it's more of kickboxing. Okay, right. And is it in schools or is it just kind of local clubs or? Well, uh, just local clubs, but uh, the people, uh, the the young people, they they really like it. So Mm. it's becoming even more popular. Because in Ireland, like fighting, you know, although we have, we've got a lot of good fighters, but we kind of more believe in the fighting spirit of the Irish than actually having like lots of good fighters. We have loads, but you would think that we would have more for the kind of history of being a fighting country. In Croatia, is it, you know, people are, they just, do they love the sport of fighting, I suppose? Yeah, but well, Irish fighters are really known uh, Ireland. I no mean, that's way. why that's why I moved here. Well, <laughs> we d- you wouldn't know. Because you wouldn't boxing, know. Boxing, yeah. Wow, but that's in amazing. Croatia also we have a. I, I would say we have a really good spirit, you know, and yeah, a big yeah, heart. Yeah. But but we miss a bit of um, I think uh, you know competition and mm. uh, just uh, yeah, just experience and. Mm. So what was was it a boxing gym that you went to for the first time or was it kickboxing? Well, uh, it's all in one actually, boxing, Perfect. kickboxing and Muay Thai, which would explain why you've you've fought in like all disciplines. <laughs> yeah. Well, I started with boxing at the beginning, but then uh, with the time the you know, they told me there is more fights in kickboxing. Mm. So you know, I had no choice. Yeah. So I just turned because you need to fight, you need to travel, you know, experience. So so we all turned to kickboxing. How long into training was it before you decided that you'd like to fight? Well, uh, wow, that's a really good question. Uh, in the beginning, I was terrible. I was really scared. I was turning my head. Uh, you know, I could never imagine that actually I am what I am today. Yeah. So it was really just fun for me. No way, because I always find it so interesting because, you know, um, so many people train and and it takes a a certain mindset to step inside a dream anyway, especially I feel as a woman, um, because the the idea or the stereotype is that, you know, a kickboxing gym or a boxing gym is a real male dominated area, which it is, but that it's maybe not so friendly for women or that women will be out of their comfort zone. So Mm. I think a lot of women you know, if they don't have somebody who they know already that is involved in the sport, it can be a bit of a, oh, I'd like to start, but I don't really know how to or where to go or different things. So once they get past that step, I think yeah. a lot of people then, the fighting element of it, that puts people off as well. It's like, oh, I want to train, but to fight, I, I definitely don't want to do that. Yeah. So I always love hearing that somebody started training and I was like, I want to fight, get me in there, you know? Well, actually, I think it was me and a few of my friends and we were kind of pushed to fight, you know, we weren't even aware of it. It just happened. And then once it happened once, then it was like, okay, let's go to Italy. You can make 100 euros. You know, for us, it was like we were in high school. It was big money. You travel for free. So so we just do it for that. Yeah. Like it's I think that as well for someone who's young, the opportunities like that, even if, you know, some I know so many fighters that just get to fight in a different country and they have their travel and their their like tra- yeah. expenses when they get there covered. They don't actually get paid. Yeah, many times. It's 
yeah. from the cute house. <laughs> They're like, I'm delighted. I get to go to France exactly. for three days. It's all all paid for, you know what I mean? And and I get to do what I've been training for for so many years. And, you know, it, it seems like they're always so grateful and it's like yeah. man you should be getting paid for this because cr- promoters are making a lot of money off the back of you yeah. fighting and stuff you know we didn't even know that you can get paid yeah you know? <laughs> which i suppose is a good thing as well because it means that you're in it for the the right reason yeah you're not Definitely. doing it for for the wrong reason which would be i mean to to, to fight or to be a professional fighter or or an, uh, an at least an amateur to be in it for pay is probably the wrong Wrong, yeah, wrong of way course. To go I mean, there, of right? course, it would be nice to make money out of something yeah. you love, but that shouldn't be, in my opinion, the first reason. Yeah. So, can you remember your first fight? Yeah, it was amateur kickboxing fight, and I lost, mm-hmm. and I was just terrible. I was uh, turning my head, and uh, I was t- saying to my coach, uh, "Stop the fight! I can't do this." Yeah, you know, I was really. It took me a while to to step mm-hmm. up. So after the first loss then and to be in there and saying to your coach, I want to, you know, I don't want to do this anymore and turning your head away from like being hit or from the fight or whatever it is. What made you then go and do it again? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I'm just crazy. Crazy (laughs) or, you know, if we want to go spiritual on it, it was, you know, your your purpose, you know, Uh, maybe something bigger was pulling you towards it. Yeah, I, I like the challenge, you know. Yeah. The, the more hard it, get, it gets, I just, you know, I like to push myself and to, mm-hmm. to prove to myself that I can actually do it. There's always, I find with fighters, um, two types of fighter. The one who loves the competition and the one who loves to just fight, you know? Where yeah. would you sit? Are you, are you, do you love the competition element of winning over someone or actually being in the, the fight itself? I think I'm number three and that's the mix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, honestly. <laughs> so when was it or can you remember when was it, you know, was it yourself or was it your coach that, you know, you're fighting, uh, you're competing a while and they recognize maybe something in you or you recognize something in yourself where you were like, you know what, this, I'm, I'm good at this. Yeah, well, in Croatia, they, they've noticed that uh, I, I became good, not in the beginning, but mm-hmm. just it took me a bit more time, like everything in life, you know. But then I would say personally, when I moved from Croatia, mm-hmm. that's where, where I realized, you know, this is no joke. So I really became good because I had to. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I just, I, you, did you say you lived in Paris? Well, I, I lived everywhere. We need like right, two let's, hours. Let's talk. <laughs> we have lots of time. Tell me, where have you lived? Well, give, give me ages and time periods in your life and where you live. Yeah, this is also the thing. I forget the ages and periods. It just, I don't remember those those stuff. But I think I was around 24 yeah. when, I, when I went to Paris. And I spent there like three years. And I was doing Muay Thai and uh, this, this wasn't very good period of my life, but I'm happy I did it because mm-hmm. it was really hard for me and it, it made me, you know, stronger like, like a person. Can I ask why? What was going on? Well, it was hard for me. I had to work in a bar all day. You know, it was really hard just to survive, you know. And then the fights, I had a good coach, but he didn't have many connections. So mm-hmm. I didn't get many good fights. So, yeah. I just I just thought I need to make something else. So I went to Amsterdam. Amazing. <laughs> Good choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with me, it's all impulsive decisions. You know, yeah. I just made decisions. Are you a Leo? Uh, uh, Sagittarius. You're a fire sign. Uh, yeah, yeah, there yeah. There you exactly. go. <laughs> See, I knew it. You're impulsive. Very, how very Sagittarian of you. <laughs> 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 so you were in Amsterdam? 
Yeah, I, I went on a night bus to Amsterdam. Yeah. I think I had like 400 euros, I swear. And I came in the morning and then, okay, what now? Yeah. I'll never forget that day. So I came and I didn't had nothing, nothing. So I went to the first, I wait for a internet cafe to open and then I Google hostels. I had my sandwiches, money was everywhere. And you're on your own? On my own, yeah, wow. yeah. Well, I wouldn't recommend this if I have a daughter one day. <laughs> you would or you wouldn't? I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I even said to my mom, don't worry, I have some friends there. I was lying. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you not recommend it? Well, I... Well, I mean, maybe I would, but now when I look back, I'm yeah. not sure would I have enough of life energy and strength to do that again, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. It's not yeah. easy. It's funny when you look back at things you've done when you were younger. Yeah. And you go, who was that? Yeah. You know, like, who that? Why, <laughs> why did I do that? What did, what was I thinking? I get, I get moments like that, like where... You know, I could be washing my dishes and something will just come into my mind and I'll be like, what yeah. the hell were you thinking? Because <laughs> I done it when I was 90 and I moved to London literally oh. with like, you know, a bag on my back and was like, I'm going <laughs> to gonna make it. I don't know what the hell I was going to do, but I was going to make it whatever I was doing and it didn't work out for me either. But <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> so you're in Amsterdam and then where did you train in Amsterdam? Was it kickboxing Mai Thai? Uh, yeah, Amsterdam is the big city for K1. So yeah. I went to this uh, famous gym of uh, Hippolyte, he's very yeah. famous Dutch fighter. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I just knocked, I said, Hello, my name is Maria, I'm from Croatia, can I join? I want to fight. And then uh, they said, Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. And then I found a room and I found a job, luckily, in a, in a coffee shop. Wow. So I was rolling joints nine <laughs> hours every day. <laughs> but it was, it was a job for me, you know, but I was really serious and dedicated. And then no after way. nine hours, I went to train and I was even doing two times. You know, like uh, yeah. I stayed for double session. I was really, really focused. No way. Before we like, screw the fighting. Talk, let's talk about rolling <laughs> joints for nine hours a day. I always thought in Amsterdam, I was like, surely they have a machine or something that does these. Yeah, like... they, they have a machine. But uh, if people nicely ask you and if it's not too busy, you know, many of them, they don't know how to roll. So. Right. Okay. And I liked the process, you know, so I was just. Wow, nice. that's Sometimes. so interesting. <laughs> what a, a lot, I'm, I'm sure you've a lot of stories from that time yeah, as well. Yeah, it was the best experience. <laughs> really. I think I remember the first time I went to Amsterdam. I was really, I think I was only about like tw in my early twenties, and um, like I had obviously smoked weed before and thought I could handle like a joint and then I went to Amsterdam and I smoked a joint and I literally like I thought I was I thought I was tripping I thought I was after taking acid or something it was so strong and then I just remember like not being able to I was melted into the chair I was in I couldn't get maybe on. I served you yeah maybe you did maybe you did it was a great joint thank you very much <laughs> thankfully I haven't smoked again since but um that's so then you're in Amsterdam and then you obviously did you did you fight out of that gym as yeah, the gym gave me so much, you know, so uh, I had actually like 10 days after joining the gym, they said, do you want to fight? I said, yeah, of course, you know, yeah. I need the money. And then they said just before the fight, I think it was like funny money, like 150 euros. And then the coach said, OK, it's like 150 uh, euros uh, safe, like win or lose, or you can gamble and you can get 300, but you need to, if you lose, you get nothing. Right. And I had to pay my rent. I was like, no, no, it's all or nothing. He said, are you sure? I said, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. So I won, luckily. <laughs> no. Wow. <laughs> but how, that was funny. How much does that play on um, 
going into a fight knowing that you have to win this fight because it's not just about the pride of winning or wanting to do well for your coach or your gym but actually your 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 home depends on it <laughs> like no yeah, pressure you know I, I think that was the only time it happened and, and actually i wish it it happens every time. Yeah, really. It gave me a bit of bit of more, you know, like yeah. I, I already won before entering the fight, you mm. know. I, I, I know I, I have to do it. When you when you fight, what is the best style to come up against? What type of fighter do you love? Does, what type of fighter brings out the best in you? You mean are we talking about boxing or kickboxing? Just or? in general, like do you do you some some fighters like when someone is very aggressive that they get to play off that aggressiveness. Some other people like when people are a little bit slower and it'll take ah. a little bit of time to come into. Who who tests you in the ring? Wow. Also, good question. Well, I, I'm, I'm just... good at my job, Maria. What can I say? <laughs> You're really prepared. <laughs> I've done this for many years. <laughs> well, well, to be honest, at the moment I'm still looking. Yes. At my style, because with the, with the years I, I've been changing a lot, mm. and now also with amateur and professional style, yeah. it's also different. You know, so so I would say aggressive. Yeah. And hard punching because, you know, I like to feel the punch to get back to it, you mm. know. What have your coaches said about you? What kind of a fighter are you? Uh, Pete. Well, he said uh, that I should be like a box fighter. So I should, mm. he, he says that I have skills, but I should uh, be putting the pressure, you know, like fighting mm. all the time and more in inside fighting and just, you know. Well, funny you should bring up Pete. I have a quote from Pete Taylor, your coach. <laughs> he texted me. I told him, I texted him and I was like, you know, hi, Pete. Uh, um, let me just see here now. Again, this is riveting listening for our listeners where I'm going through my phone. So I just texted <laughs> text Pete earlier on. I said, hey, I have Maria on the podcast later. And um, he wrote back. Maria is an excellent boxer. Oh. She can fight and she can box. Oh. She's dedicated. She's proved that by relocating from London. She's sparring with all our top pros, including Davy Oliver Joyce. She is a pleasure to coach. She listens and she's a great work ethic. Oh my God. High praise from one <laughs> Pete you. Taylor. Thank you so much, Pete. How does that feel? <laughs> Amazing, man. <laughs> really nice. Yeah. I mean, he, are like... I've interviewed him many times and every time I interview him, I'm just so grateful and so honored that he's even willing to give me his time because he's done so much, yeah. not only in boxing, but for sport in Ireland with everything that himself and Casey have achieved and obviously the, the gym and Bray as well. So yeah. let's talk about you actually relocating to, to Ireland and, and we'll, we'll skip back and yeah. forth. We'll talk about your titles. <laughs> we're all over the place. Now we're on to Pete Taylor. Um, but let's talk about how you ended up uh, coming to Ireland and getting to work on Pete Taylor. Yeah, I'm still not aware that I live in Dublin, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you will soon enough when, you know, some meeting, some meeting, hell yeah, hell yeah, missus. You'll be like, I live in Dublin now. <laughs> well, uh, during the lockdown in London, uh, I was training uh, yeah. secretly with one one, one girl uh, in the gym and then I saw Pete was doing some... Uh, Illegal training, I love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw Pete was doing some um, boxing lessons online yeah so so I started to follow that and mm -hmm. then I just texted him I said uh, can I come just for a few days for mm -hmm. spa and just you know just to you know I was just in a lockdown yeah I, I like to do things different yeah he said yeah sure just just come and then I came for like two three days yeah and I just loved it we were training outside and 
as after the first session, I was like, okay, I already knew that I made a decision in my head. Mm. Like, this is it, I'm, I'm moving here. And then I came back to London, and then I think two days after, I said, uh, I sent him a message. I said, listen, I, I want to move here. Well, and then I came. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. That's what you want. Yeah. That's what life is meant to be. Just exactly. don't think about it. Just pack your bloody bag and go and do it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. It's the impulsiveness <laughs> again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Sagittarians love to travel, might I tell you. Yeah. So that's another quality as well <laughs> of a Sagittarian. So I'm glad you're living up to your star sign. <laughs> <laughs> so then obviously like you moved to Ireland and, you know, like obviously getting to work with Pete is, is massive, but, you know, was there a plan put in place? Is there a plan in place? What, what, what's the idea now going forward? Well, uh, now I'm uh, I'm representing Croatia, and uh, mm-hmm. I was part of the process for uh, qualifications uh, for Olympics. Amazing! And luckily, it's really strange. Just night before my fight, it got stopped because of the virus. I say luckily because I was just talking to my Croatian coach, and we thought like, oh shit, I wish we had like six more months, you know, because I'm getting up, but I'm st- I still need more experience you know yeah more then, time to prepare that, that happened so he, he he also supports me very much with this decision yeah. and amazing so <laughs> like six months time have they been uh-huh. rescheduled uh, well uh, so far yes it's gonna be in march the european quali quali qualifiers qualifiers <laughs> Even I didn't know the The European qualifiers. And this is obviously you win this, then you get to go on to the Olympics. Yes, exactly. In case I don't uh, go through this one, I should have another chance in in May in Mm -hmm. uh, world qualifiers. So do we know the Olympics is because obviously the Olympics were, were scheduled for this year. Um, mm. And now everything's up in the air with coronavirus. So will this be for the Olympics 2024 for you? No, no, no. 21. 21. It's, it's happening. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay, they decided. Amazing. I mean, hope. Well, you you never know. Maybe. Yeah. What else can happen in this like, world? You can know? they have the Olympics without a crowd? Yeah. Well, they, they made the, the decision. So. And I now mean, that's yeah. nuts. Like, right? To you can't have the Olympics without a crowd. But, yeah, I agree. But who will clap to chariots yeah, chariot yeah, of fire yeah. when, <laughs> <laughs> when the opening ceremony? Can you imagine this? Who done the last opening ceremony? The Spice Girls. You know, the Spice Girls coming out with no crowd there. Come on, like what the hell? <laughs> but um, amazing. So you have the next like year or so of your life planned out or mapped uh, out? Well, not really. Well, this Olympics uh, thing happened also accidentally. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, well, after uh, being in Amsterdam, I went to Thailand for five months and then I had one professional fight in Singapore in uh, boxing mm-hmm. and then I switched. I said, okay, I want to do boxing. I moved to London. Right. <laughs> See, <laughs> traveling. Amazing. Right, let's talk about Thailand because Thailand oh. is one of my... I've never been oh. and I like wake in the middle of the night saying like a little thing in my brain goes book a flight to Thailand. Yeah, just go. You should. I'm... I need to just do it, but I'm, I have so much going on with work that yeah. I feel it's irresponsible for me to just go right now because it's a busy time for me. Uh-huh. I kind of, I've spent the last six years building up like the podcast or Fight Connect TV to get to a certain point. Yeah. And I feel that I would like to go to Thailand for like two months. At and least. if I was to do that, it would be kind of, 
it will be it will be uh, immature of me to go now. But th- there are some fighters there I can hook you up with, so you can yeah. you know do some. Uh, do you know um, uh, John Boy? John Boy Boxing? Oh from- my God, I trained with him in no, Thailand. Th- in Tiger, <laughs> Tiger Muay Thai. No, it, it was in Korat in a, a one private, small, very, very good gym. No way. Yeah, and I couldn't he- understand anything he was saying. Yeah. <laughs> but he was such a sweet <laughs> and hardworking He's, boxer. Is he from Donegal? He's from Donegal. Uh, yeah, it's the west of Ireland. It's very, very harsh. Uh, accent yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. me it would be hard to understand yeah <laughs> but he because he was um he obviously trains a lot of ufc fighters he was yeah. at ufc fight island and um he was tweeting about you know finally being allowed back into thailand last week and i was like oh i'm so jealous i really wanted to go over this year but i'm not gonna get a chance and he was like um they're opening up the borders again soon. He was like, you oh. should come in at like the end of the year. And he's like, come to my gym. We'll train together. We'll look after you. So, I, wow. you know, but I just, that's what I would love to go for two months and to just like have people be like, I know this person. I like, go yeah, here, go there exactly. and just travel around on my own and just like see that phone, just throw that phone away and just have no <laughs> contact with anyone for like a couple of weeks. But um, so, yeah, where did you go to Thailand when you went? Well, uh, my ticket was for two months, but then mm. I just couldn't go back and I just stayed for five months. So amazing. I quit my job and well, uh, I stayed in this uh, uh, Lokiamo gym. It was like 400 kilometers from Bangkok. So it's not touristic city at all. Mm. So it was just pure training, like six hours a day. Wow. Like it, it was really, I had a really good coach and it, it was amazing experience. Mm. And then we had a fight in uh, Singapore. No way. In Muay Thai? Uh, boxing. Oh, in boxing. My, that, that's why I, I said, okay, I, I want to do this. Did you train, did you did you fight Muay Thai when you were over there? Yeah, yeah, a few times Muay Thai. And then also I had a few MMA fights. No but way. But that didn't go very well. But I, I just wanted to try it, you know. Did you do Jiu-Jitsu? Well, I did a bit and then I thought, okay, I can do this MMA. And then, well, I won one fight and the other one I lost with the armbar, obviously. So did you think <laughs> Did you think your striking would be enough? Yeah, yeah. Ah, see, there you go. Bloody ignorant strikers. Yeah. They always think yeah. striking is the best. Can't ignore the ground game. That's why I say, because I, I train Muay Thai as well in Dublin oh. Combat Academy. And when I train, the lads are, you know, we always have a little bit of jiu-jitsu. The lads are always trying to try and take yeah. you down and different things. And they're like striking wins, you know. I'm like, well, what if I shoot for a takedown, take you down? And they're like, as soon as you go to shoot, you're going to get a knee into the face or, you know, you're <laughs> going to get like swept or whatever it is. But um, that's gas. But, but still, I would choose striking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. I still think it wins. <laughs> Just maybe it wasn't my day. <laughs> maybe so, maybe so. Did you fight in any of the stadiums over there? Uh, in Thailand? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was all local uh, yeah. stadiums. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, uh, they say it's like three rounds and then uh, after the three rounds they say two more two more you know yeah, like and you yeah. get like i think f- 50 euros or you know <laughs> like but it was amazing experience how the the thais like they're um just my thai in thailand is like fascinating i find it so yeah. fascinating like to watch the atmosphere the kids in the gym yeah. like how they train like everything about it is just incredible you know it's an art form really isn't it right it's it's way of living for yes. them, yeah. But still, with the very small kids, I, I just 
I, I found it a bit also, you know, like mm-hmm. they're elbowing each other, yeah. kneeing. I think I, I would forbid just, you know, at least put no elbows or no yes. knees because I think it's really not good. Yeah. I remember having form. a conversation actually about it um, in, in my gym and I was saying, I, the guys are showing me a video of kids fighting like elbows yeah. the whole lot there's a, a girl um jody mccarthy she's from cork in ireland she's oh, she's only a teen i think maybe like 12 13 14 but she's been in thailand and she's fought professional over there elbows knees the whole lot <laughs> and i was like she's very young to be like getting elbows or to be elbowing yeah. people you know and then i was looking at like younger thai kids and they're elbowing and knees and they're the guys in my gym were trying to explain to me that they have no future over there the kids you yeah. know like most of them have no money they they're they're they must fight they must fight they're orphaned they have nothing they have nowhere to go and the gyms take them in they have their food they have somewhere to to sleep and then as payment they they are fighting so it's a way of life it's you know different things i was like you just don't think about you're you're so ignorant aren't you in your own bubble where you like live or where you're born you never think that like on the opposite side of the world that there's you know eight-year-olds having to elbow each other in the head like you know so that they don't they have somewhere to to live lunch yeah Yeah, to to eat you know what I mean it's just like incredible and I'm worried that if I do go there I'll come home with like 12 kids in my suitcase (laughs) (laughs) okay better in the better in the suitcase yeah Well, I won't actually because no, I am joking. not a child trafficker <laughs> for the benefit but, of anyone listening. Don't tweet me. <laughs> but talking about elbowing, you know, yeah. I have a really good friend. I train with her and she just became Lithuay uh, champion. Well, Lithuay, for anyone that doesn't know, it's, you know, it's the art of all limbs. It's exactly. basically everything but Every, headbutting head as well. Butts, no gloves. No gloves, headbutting. It is, I, I mean, I watch it. I enjoy it, but I am undecided about it. It's brutal. <laughs> yeah, it's some brutal. of it is brutal. It's really brutal. It's like it's almost like when you go when you watch a Muay Thai fight. And once I started watching, being at a Muay Thai fight, I ne- I was never able to go back and watch anything else. Like really, yeah. Well, I obviously do because it's my job <laughs> and I enjoy all <laughs> combat sports. But there was something. Um, I was, you know, like when you look at MMA or maybe boxing, you enjoy it and it's fantastic for what it is. But there was a certain element of violence Mm -hmm. that I wanted to see. And when I saw Muay Thai, I was like, this is what it is. It was so beautiful, you know, and how it worked. But Lethway, it's new. I don't know if we'll ever see it over here. But it's it's incredible. So tell me about your friend that's that started fighting this. Yeah, well, we, we used to train together in. Uh, she's French and she moved to Thailand just for the training because the coach is French mm. originally there. And now, just I think a few weeks ago, she won a world title. In, wow! In What's her name? Suris Manfredi. Suri Manfredi. Manfredi. Wow! Yeah. Amazing. She, she's amazing, and her dedication and hard work, and it just. I must check her out. Inspir- That's incredible. Yeah. So, and did you meet her training Muay Thai? Well, yeah, I, I was doing uh, boxing and she was doing Muay Thai. Okay, amazing. So we would have some things together and then we would, that was my second time in uh, mm. Thailand. And then we would just spar boxing or, because it's different, the stance in boxing and yeah. I, I'm not blocking anymore like I yeah. used to. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. It's um, the people that you meet when fighting or involved in these sports. I always say that like you, you it's very, not that you don't, 
get it with other people outside of the sport, but it's almost like you have an instant connection with people who are involved in the sport that you understand each other maybe a little bit more. Definitely. Would you find, see that as well? Yeah, definitely. Especially on these camps where you spend like six hours of yeah. on, on a day, you know, training and then you, you cook together, you basically live together. So yeah. in, in such a short time, you, you just know all about each other, you know, yeah. like a lot of emotions, obviously, mm. you know, like it's really the best part of, of this sport. Also as well, would you agree that when you train with someone or when you spar with somebody, maybe sparring is probably the best example that you, you find out who that person is. Yeah, exactly. Like it's so unusual, right? Or you, you actually find out who they are as a person through actually just sparring them. Exactly. Yeah. You know, th- there is a quote, they say the way you, you fight your fight is the way you live your life. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's a very good quote. Yeah. That's a very good quote. But I agree with this, with, with the sparring, you, you know, you just see the character of, of people. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about being a fighter? What's my favorite? Well, um, I don't know. It, it just, it, it, it makes me, makes me grow like a person, mm. you know, like this is the most important for me. Could you imagine doing anything else? At the, uh, well, at the moment, no, but later, yes. What would you do? What would you do? <laughs> well, I think I would travel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe teach kids, you know, I like to give them confidence, you know, because as a kid, I was also, I was very shy and, Mm. you know, I just want to to show them that they can be anything that they want, you know, so. So how how has, you you mentioned being shy there when you're, when you were young, how has fighting changed that or has it? It's changed, like, like my dad, he says he, he still cannot believe in what I have grown, you know, like I was really literally shy, I, I peed my pants in primary school because I was shy to ask to go to the toilet. No this is how shy way. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> Exclusive. That's going to be the clip. That's going to be the clip for the podcast. Episode 45 with Maria. I peed no, I have more. Pants. I have more. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's like I always um, enjoy hearing about it because not people peeing themselves in school, <laughs> but the confidence of... Um, the confidence that fighting or training a martial art or a combat sport um, the development of children or how it develops children. Um, because I, I meet a lot of people that have kids that they don't train and they'll always yeah. say to me, oh, that's stuff that, oh, I couldn't watch that stuff. That's terrible. And all the old young kids are in. And I'm like, you've never been in a gym. You've ne- you don't understand what goes on. You like have never trained a day in your life. Yeah. You have no idea. You've taken a, a stereotype or you've or hearsay or you've you've made up your own idea yes. of what it's like and you have no idea. Uh, I, I was the uh, when, when I have kids day one they're going to a gym. Yeah. Anything, day one. anything. I, I won't yeah. push them but just being involved with the uh, Yeah. I see it. I see it cause even in when I in my jujitsu gym, the the kids classes before we train, and um, you just notice the kids that have started, you know, a year or two ago, and yeah. to see them develop. I'm training jujitsu six years, <clears throat> and there's one kid in particular. I remember when he started six years ago, and he was he was at eleven, 
Mm-hmm. And now he's like 16, 17 <laughs> and he's like six foot and he's like an absolute beast. He's killing the lads like old, like men in their 30s. He's killing them, yeah. you know, and he's just fantastic. And he's going to be a world champion, no doubt, wow. if he sticks at it. And to see that progression from someone who was like, you know, he was standing behind his dad's leg exactly. on, the, on the first week, you know, terrified to come into the class and how that... It's sad that some people don't, uh, parents don't, they're not aware of it. You know, yeah, the absolutely. benefits. Do you know what as well? <clears throat> I always um, say that I feel sorry for people who don't, I mean, people who, like I say, I always say people who don't do jiu-jitsu, but people who don't test their bodies, I suppose, in a way, the way that you would test your body when you're, when you're fighting. And or mind. When, yeah, absolutely. That you never see how far your body can take you. You can never see the limits that your mind can take exactly. you. You don't test yourself, you know? Yeah, maybe they're afraid to see how little or, you know, maybe they would be surprised. Yeah. I was surprised to see how far I can go. Yeah. Each time I get surprised. <laughs> really? <laughs> when are you most surprised? Um, when I'm... How do you mean? <laughs> so w- when do you kind of have those moments where you sit back and you go... Holy shit. Yeah, I did. Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did I do that? Well, I don't remember a lot of things during the fight, but then maybe later or, you know, when just people come and they say, wow, what a great fight. No yeah. matter if you win or lose, you know, and then when you see it on video, you know, mm. I'm very self-critical. I always think, oh, I should have, I could have done better. Mm. But then, then later, you know, when you see then, oh, okay, that, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't bad. That was me. Yeah. What was, what has been your proudest moment to date? Proudest moment. Yeah. Well, uh, it was uh, this belt in kickboxing uh, in uh, Dubai because at that time I was working hard in Amsterdam. So mm. I was like working nine, ten hours every day and I was just focused. And then uh, I, I had a fight in Dubai and Amazing. it was beautiful. It was really the whole trip, the, the people we met, the fight itself. I was mm. just... It was almost like magic, you know, that, that night. And the belt, and then they gave me the crown. Wow. The diamonds weren't real, I, I checked. <laughs> <laughs> because my coach told me, you should check, it shakes. They, sometimes they give the real yeah, diamonds. Yeah, imagine. I wanted to change it for money straight away. <laughs> You're not even out the ring trying to do a deal. Can someone go check this crown, please? My mom called me, no, don't do that. You're going to give it to her daughter one yeah. day. <laughs> So that was that was your most proudest moment. But let let because I have your I have your bio here. Um, <laughs> let's go through your belts that you've won in your career. Uh, two K one World Championships. Yeah, that was the one of of, of, of the them. one in Dubai. Amazing. Uh, European champion in Muay Thai, two thousand fourteen, um, uh, and national champion in boxing I- I- as well, right? Yeah, Croatian. yeah, yeah, Croatian. Yeah, amazing. At the time. Now, I mean, also. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so when we look at your career and what's left to achieve, what are your hopes? Because obviously you have the Olympics. I imagine Olympic gold. Oh, thank you. Well, this is the thing. First, I moved to London. I want to mm. do professional boxing. I wasn't even thinking about Olympics. You know, yeah. I don't know why. It just, it wasn't in my mind. I was like, okay, I, I like the show. I like the excitement, the lights, uh, the, you know, the people, uh, small glows. I really yeah. like that, that kind of stuff. But then a uh, Croatian coach told me like, okay, you should do this uh, amateur fights just just to have more fights, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I started to do it. And then I was like, oh my God, the competition is really strong and you get to fight. And then he said, okay, let's aim then my English coach told me, like, let's aim first for uh, Olympics. 
yeah. take your time. He taught me so much. He's one of my best friends today. You know, like he just told me I, I need to be patient mm-hmm. because I wanted to make a license. I wanted to go professional. But if but now when I look back, if I have done that, I think I would just be a, not a good fighter. You know, I didn't know how to. I had a big wish, dedication, everything, but I, I wasn't. Be I wasn't able to box like I box today, not mm. not even close, you know. So maybe I would win a few fights, but then I think people would play with me. Mm. So so and then I saw okay, w- why not? Let's try. Let's aim for Olympics. But then now I was just talking with Pete. We're gonna we're gonna try to. I'm gonna make a license in Croatia, and we're gonna do probably both at the same time. Amazing. We're gonna see because now they said uh, you can do before you 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 just have to choose like professional or amateur. But now they change it. Yeah. So until five fights, you can be professional and still do the amateur. Well, that's so exciting. Yeah. Because yeah. it's always been a thing where um, uh, you know you have that kind of conversation of they're ready to turn pro, you know, that fighter is ready to turn pro, but then they're kind of holding on for maybe the Olympic dream or different things that they want to achieve on the amateurs. And it's always been a conversation of why can't they just do both? Exactly. So that's good now that they've they've turned it over. That's cool. I think you'd be fantastic as a pro Thank boxer. You. Thank you. I hope yeah. So. yeah I, Obviously, I, I want to see you get an Olympic gold for your country. <laughs> yeah. That would be fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, you're so, I think, you know, obviously we're seeing a new wave of fighter, especially a new wave of boxer. Women's boxing at the moment. Is growing fast. So exciting. Yeah. So exciting. Who are, are there some of the kind of mainstream female boxers? Who do you... Well, obviously, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our queen. Exactly. <laughs> and then, well, to be honest, I never, this is also a very funny thing about me. I never watched, uh, I don't know a lot of boxers. Yeah. Because I was always traveling, <laughs> finding job, finding my way, you know. I just yeah. like the, the sport itself. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't, I'm really shy about my it's, it's, boxing knowledge. <laughs> it's funny because... You wouldn't be alone in that. I interview like so many different <laughs> fighters and I'd be like, so who do you look up to in the sport? And they're like, honestly, I'm in the gym eight hours a day. I have no yeah, idea. Exactly. Like, I, I know who's in my division. I know who I want to fight or I need to fight. But other than that, it's probably, I'm going to give you an answer from when I was 16, when I was fattened in front of the telly. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're like Ricky Hatton or something. Tyson, or, Mike Tyson. Yeah, Mike Tyson, May, Floyd Mayweather, you know. Um, so we'll let you off the hook with that. But obviously, you know, Again, going back to Pete, everything that he achieved with Katie and what he's doing with the lads now in the gym, obviously he's turned over as a pro coach. He, no one can, well, I, I've asked the lads that I, that train with him when I say, you know, what is it about him? Yeah. And they're like, he's obsessed. Yeah. Still obsessed. He, he's just, doesn't take a moment off. He, his boxing is consumed with his, or his mind is consumed by boxing. He he's full of knowledge, yeah. you know. Like it's just just being there. I, I think I already won, you know. Just yeah. this is the reason why I moved. So every day I'm just learning so much, mm. and the sessions are so amazing. You know, everything is so organized with him. Like it goes quick, but it's just this, this, this. You know, you, you don't have. You need to stay focused all the time. Yeah, and all the thing that he's showing us, and especially in sparring, you know when. This morning we had a spot. Somebody said that I'm like a robot. Whatever he says, I do. And yeah. it works. Yeah. You know, and then I, I'm like, wow, I cannot believe. Every time what he says, and if I listen, it's going to work. You know, mm. he's he's really wise, especially in the corners, you know. So, it Which was, is, it, it's a very interesting um, 
to hear you saying that and a lot of our listeners that we have in the podcast some are fight fans but maybe more of the people that listen wouldn't have have experienced fighting or training in that environment and when you say about you know he calls out something for you to do when you're sparring and you do it and it works so with that then you're building the trust between like coach and fighter you're learning to you're learning to listen you're learning to trust him you know and if you've ever sparred or fought when somebody calls out something for you to do it's very hard to trust someone outside of the ring and not go with what you think so sometimes when you think no, that's not going to work. You know, you just have to like let it go and just just do it. So, you know, when, when you when you say about being there with peace and building that trust, yeah, you know, is that where the growth is? Definitely, right. Def- that's the first thing, and also the training itself, because mm. I never, ever, you know, like I was, I wasn't, I was never training with such a small details like drills yeah. and all that stuff. I, I just think it's. The best decision that I made mm. to move here. Even I, I miss, I, I won't lie, I miss Croatia, I miss London, but I just know I need to be here. Mm. They're not going to get rid of me. <laughs> That's good. I don't think they want it. I don't think they want it. Well, I do have two more uh, of your teammates that had a little something to say about you. Really? Oh, yeah, because I was talking to them all. Um, let me just see there now. So I was Steve Collins, yes, who obviously again is the son of the great Steve Collins, an iconic fighter or yes. iconic uh, boxer. Um, let me just see here now. Where? Okay, perfect. Um, so he, this is what Steve said. Uh, she mm-hmm. is the most coachable boxer I have ever seen. <laughs> it's almost like she's a control pad, which is exactly what you just said there. <laughs> Uh, you tell her to do something and she does it immediately. <laughs> she has a very positive and gentle manner, but she's a wolf in a sheep's clothing. We're delighted to have her. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love this. Well, I think even that's, a, that's, a, that's a compliment. That's a compliment. <laughs> well, you don't want to be a wolf in a sheep's or a sheep and... Yeah. What's the thing? What is it? He said What's... wolf. I, I'm sure about yeah, that. Yeah, he said wolf. Wolf. She is... But she's a wolf in sheep's clothing, yeah. which means that you are a wolf. Okay, oh, that's the most important. Rather than being a sheep in wolf's clothing, yeah. which means you were sheep, and we don't like that. <laughs> and also, I have a little something from the team captain, Tommy. Tommy Mac. Tommy McCarthy, who is I know I shouldn't pick favorites, but he is my favorite of the team. <laughs> so I'm delighted he uh, he is the, the team captain. But Tommy says, Maria has bundles of talent and has the work ethic to match it. She's mm. improved she's improved so much since she's teamed up with Pete and I've no doubt she'll qualify for the Olympics. Oh my God. Thank you. They love guys. you. They love you. <laughs> I'm, I'm so really excited. Happy. So how, how has it been like mixing in? Because a lot of the guys, obviously the two Tyrones, Tyrone McCullough, Tyrone yeah. McKenna, Tommy, they've all trained together. Gary Cawley, Jordan Reynolds. Jordan, yeah. They've trained before together. So how, how have you been accepted or how has it been like kind of mixing in with the group it's it's really amazing the, mm-hmm. the guys are really nice they're all funny you know like it's, it's a really good energy in mm-hmm. the gym all the time Jordan has helped me a lot with the first time when I just came here and also he was like yeah you should move here he also pushed me a bit I mean it didn't it didn't had to push a lot you know like, yeah but yeah yeah I'm really 
pleased with everybody. The guys mm -hmm. are really, and I'm getting some sparring with the guys. They're killing me. So who are you? Because <laughs> obviously uh, Pete said told us you were sparring with Davy Oliver Joyce, but yeah. who else? Who are you getting sparring? Well, uh, Davy, then Sam and Alan. I think three of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hard uh, with the with the boys, obviously, but uh, it's really good because I mm. see the progress, you know, after sparring with them. Then when I go to spar with a female, obviously mm. nobody will hit me like Davy, you know. But yes. but this is beautiful because I can, you know, I can take it from there and I can learn so much yeah. from them. Amazing! I'm so excited for you. Mm, thank you. It's <laughs> such an exciting time, and you know, it's like we. Obviously, we have Katie and she'll always be heiress. But in in terms of on the ground down yeah. here, we very few professional female fighters. Yeah. And it's like, it's definitely something that will change as time goes on and more girls get into the sport. And obviously there's, you know... Uh, new opportunities open up every time for or every 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 year or time period for women in the sport but it's always so good to to just have someone new like yourself that's mm -hmm. on the scene and to be really interesting you know and have a look about you and a style about you and you've something to say you know you're, you're interesting you know so Thank it's you. it's really exciting ah, I'm so excited <laughs> you came on but before we go so when we have a guest on the podcast every week, you have an opportunity, or our listeners have an opportunity to ask uh -huh. some questions. So, oh my God. People brought sent in questions today. <sighs> Again, I have to go to my phone. Do I know them? Or? I don't think so. Oh, you know one. I think you know one. We'll go to him first. It's from Niall Barrett. Yeah. He was a coach. Uh, Niall Barrett uh, trains... Uh, uh, Gary Coley. <laughs> yes, and Caitlin. And, and Caitlin, yeah. of course, of course, of course. I'm trying to... Um, what is Niall's gym in... Uh, Unit... Um, Nas. No, actually, I don't It's in know. Nice. Yeah, let me actually... I don't know how I came here. Because... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Niall, Niall Barrett was um, recruit number 13 on Ultimate Hell Week. He was also the winner of Ultimate yeah. Hell Week. So I have to get him on the podcast because I yeah. need to talk to him about that. He had won... He won that show just as coronavirus had hit and um, we couldn't get him on. But he is the boxing coach and personal trainer in Unit 3. Yeah. Unit 3 health and fitness. There <laughs> we go. Um, <clears throat> but Niall has said, Maria is a total legend. Can you ask her how I can get abs like her? <laughs> Genuine question. You have the most incredible body I've ever seen. You have abs Better than anyone I've ever seen. What is your secret? Well, first of all, I think he has better abs yeah. than me. <laughs> you know, but that was really sweet of him. <laughs> and I think it's mostly genetic, Croatian genetic. But now, as I'm getting older, I'm going to be 32 in November. Do you hear this? 32. You're still a baby. Yeah, That's I, so I agree. Young. I agree. That's so young. I'm 36. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, I'm really young. And then somebody said to me the other day, you're nearly 40 though I yeah. was like yes but I'm really young spirited <laughs> so it doesn't count exactly and this is also the thing especially in Croatia sometimes some people would say yeah you're too old stop boxing you know like how dare they yeah this really makes me angry yeah. I say okay I'm gonna box until I'm 40 until they forbid me you know exactly like, it's my, my decision exactly exactly but, but back to the abs I'm not gonna get angry you know <laughs> Yeah, it's just the genetics and the hard training and, mm. yeah, the food. Well, because obviously you're looking at those boxy yeah. chocolates on the... Uh, neither of us are going to eat those chocolates. They're for Shane. He can have the entire box. But in terms of diet, what what is your diet like? 
Well, now I have these three tournaments upcoming, so yeah. I'm kind of careful, but I cook by myself. Mm. You know, I just don't uh, usually, I love to eat sweets and chocolate, so mm. I just avoid it. And I, I just try to eat a bit less, right. drink more water, less, yeah. less, sorry, drink, uh, eat less, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more protein and yeah, you know, so d- boring. In terms of diet, you eat meat? Uh, well, I eat meat, but not every day. I, okay. I, I was vegan, vegetarian for, I think, a month or two, and it, it was nice for me, but I like meat, so, mm. so maybe once a week, How did you find twice. your body in terms of training on a vegan diet or vegetarian diet? Well, I, was, I was actually okay. I was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, I just maybe I lost a bit more weight because of not eating meat, but yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't have any big difference you know so because i know that there'll be people listening and they'll be like yeah but what does she eat what what like what do you eat three big meals do you snack during the day what's it what's a typical day like out of camp because i know camp Uh, is maybe a little hmm. different well for example in the morning i like to have porridge with uh, blueberries uh, banana i put a bit of protein i like to make it nice i make my coffee yeah and then i have it in the bed (laughs) <laughs> yes, key detail. Makes everything taste better. <laughs> FYI. Then maybe I have another coffee and then then there is the training and then for lunch, I don't know, it depends how I feel. I just choose mm. daily or fresh fish, uh, um, vegetables, yeah. obviously, almost every day. And then maybe some lentils, a bit of rice. It really depends. Do you drink? Uh, alcohol. Well, I used to be very, very bad. This is really? also—I mean, not like alcoholic, but I think it's also in my Croatian genes. Yeah, well, ditto. <laughs> I think think <laughs> Croatians and Irish maybe have a little similar, a little similarity there. I think maybe. But this is also the reason why I ran away from Croatia because I saw like, okay, Maria, this is not working. Or you're gonna yeah. stay here and you're just gonna, you know, what what you're gonna do? You're gonna drink every weekend. It was hard mm. for me to say no. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. So I just ran away. So wow. I'm clean. <laughs> that's, that's so interesting because I've seen, in particular, I, I know it was more with fighters, but fighters who have a lot of potential, yeah, and can't leave that yeah. cycle of. Even even taking a couple of weeks off after a fight to celebrate. Yeah. And it just, over time, you just see how it affects them. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's very sad. There's so much potential out there, but unfortunately the session, as we would call it, gets them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? You know, that that's why I moved and I'm just like maybe a bit... Uh, not weird, but like a lone wolf, you know, like yeah. I, I don't hang out a lot with people, you know, I'm yeah. just like, because I know now it's my time. I, mm. I'm going to be 32, you know, I, I did a lot of things in the past, so there is no space for joking mm. around. But I love life. I love to go out. I love to drink. I love to, you know, yeah. travel. That's very interesting that you say I'm a lone wolf because the Seth, I that resonates with me a lot. Sometimes I'm like, you know, I think... I'm so um, consumed by what I do and I'm so determined that I'm going to quote unquote make it or that I'm going to make what I've built successful and that I'm going to be able to live off it and it's going to be exact, you know, I'm going to achieve everything that I've set out for myself. And then sometimes I kind of go, am I gone too far into focusing on my work Hmm. where I'm like, am I living properly, you know? But then I have to, I, I counterbalance it by saying, you know, 
this is I feel this is what I need to do in order to be successful exactly I don't feel that you can have it all you know you can have a certain amount of balance in terms of you know where you can still take time off and have a good time and whatever you need to do but it it needs to be like a sacrifice exactly a lot of sacrifice and that's that's why I love what I do in terms of covering uh, fight sports is because I see that that sacrifice you can connect to it also. exactly exactly yeah. fight connect tv <laughs> well done maria <laughs> set me up fantastically there but i see the sacrifice so I, it's although they're very different i'm not in there you're you're the one that are in there doing the the, the no, real but, hard but work it's similar you're you're doing your own yeah hard work you know big sacrifice yeah and that's why you you appreciate that's when i say i i appreciate you so much coming in and, and for you to Thank come you. in and tell your story is that I hope that it resonates with someone or that yeah. somebody at home listening to it goes, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to yeah. do whatever it is that they've always wanted to do because although life is great and, and we can do many things in our lifetime, hopefully, um, tomorrow is not guaranteed exactly. and life is short. You know what I mean? I want to so. be old and, you know, when I look back, uh, mm. I just want to be happy with everything. Even, even if it's, you know, mistake or whatever, mm. just, you know, what would you say is the greatest lesson that you've ever learned? Hmm, Lydia. <laughs> what is that? Well, never give up, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And and to be honest, in my mind, I never, maybe it sounds, you know, stupid, but I, I never actually thought of giving up. Mm-hmm. You know, I was always just also in my personal life, you know, just not only with boxing, I was just looking for solutions. Yes. But then I guess if it's really not going, then maybe I would mm-hmm. give up, but... I don't think so. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, we'll take yeah. one more question because I kind of, yeah. everyone will be like, where's my question? <laughs> uh, so this is from, I want to see if I can get a name here because it's just a username. Uh, Laura Grabinska. Do you know who that is? Yes. yes. <laughs> my friend from London. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so Laura has asked you, uh, what do you like about fighting and what keeps you so motivated in this tough sport? Well, what keeps me motivated? Just the goal that uh, that I still haven't achieved, you know. So I'm, mm-hmm. I don't know how to, you know, that word in English, relentless. How do you call it? Relentless. I, I yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wasn't sure if I pronounced it. Well. Yeah, relentless. You yeah. Know, so I, I think that's me. I just want to see how far I can go, you know. Mm. Like, I, I even like when it's hard for me. Yeah. Maybe that's a bit sick. No, but you know, no, 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 no. It's <laughs> yeah. not at all. I know exactly. Yeah, like, okay, exactly more, what you mean. more. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's where the growth is. Yeah, it's where you find out of your comfort zone. That's where you find who you really are. I feel right. Yeah. Did did I answer it? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, that was the second part. <laughs> the second part. Uh, what keeps you motivated? Oh, the motivated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To keep achieving. Yeah. Yeah. What is the and curiosity to be honest? Yeah, just curiosity to see what will happen, how far I can go. Yeah, you know, like what, what life. I think everything happens for a reason, and in in a way, it's all already written. What will happen? And I just yes. want to see. You yes, know, yes, like, yes, yes. I'm yes. gonna do hundred percent, and yes. whatever it's written, I'm blessed. When you say that it's already it's already written, what do you mean? 
well, I, I mean that each one of us, we have like whatever you believe in. I believe God has already mm. written something for, for each of us, you know. Yes. But of course you need to take it. Nobody mm. will give it to you. Yes. So I just want to see what is it. And I feel it's, it's some, I hope it's something big. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that is a perfect line to end their <laughs> interview on. Um, thank you so much. Thank I you, really appreciate Lydia. it. Do you want to do you want to say anything before we wrap up? I'm really bad with closing, so let's just uh... Ju- let's just close. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you have, a, do you have a party piece? Can you sing a song or? No. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, I have something I want you to do. Speak some Croatian. Okay, šta želite da vam kažem? Dobar dan ljudi, kako ste? Evo malo mi je neugodno, ali bit će sve dobro. <laughs> okay, what, what did you just say there? That was incredible. I said, uh, what's up? I'm a bit shy, but it's going to be okay. <laughs> okay, how do you say, how do you say um, hello in Croatian? Uh, Ej. Ej, okay, well, try, give another word. How do you say how are you in Croatian? Kako si? Kako si? Ah, well done. I know, uh, I know uh, one word in Polish, dziękuję. But I'm not Polish. I know, but I'm telling you, I, I'm, oh, okay, I'm trying okay. to tell you that I have many languages. <laughs> many languages over here, okay? <laughs> so now I have Jinkuya in Polish oh. and I have in Croatian... Kakosi. Kakosi. I like Kakosi. Okay, great. And then how do you answer it? How do you say I'm good? Uh, dobro. Dobro. Very good. Yeah, <laughs> I told you, many languages. <laughs> Can you speak a few different languages? Uh, well, a bit of uh, French because I lived in Paris. Yeah. Uh, Comment tu t'appelles? Uh, je m'appelle Maria. <laughs> Où est-ce que tu habites? Uh, J'habite à Aubervilliers. Ah, très bien. <laughs> Ça va? Bien. Ça va et toi? Ah, oui, oui, oui. And what about Dutch? Uh, just a little bit because in coffee shop you don't need Dutch. Oh, you, you, okay. it's you English. Know, it's English, so. Well, give us a little bit of Dutch. <gasps> well, I really forgot about it. Um, I don't know why I make this. No, 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 let's forget it. That'll do, that'll do. Any Thai? Did you learn any Thai? Uh, I was really bad. I was just like, you know. Brilliant, so good. Well, you'll have to come back on. Thank when you. When you win your Olympic gold, Thank I you. want you to come back. Or when, when, before the gold, when you, when you make the, the qualifiers, yeah. come back on. With a new language. Okay. Yeah, okay, that's it. Another <laughs> okay. language. If you insist. But uh, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you for inviting uh, It was a great chat. Did you have fun? A lot. Good, 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 good. <laughs> and I'm definitely going to, we'll, we'll, we'll meet up again and we'll do something for Flight Connect TV. Uh-huh. We'll do an interview because I'm sure everyone listening will be like, I want to see her. I want to see what <laughs> she looks like. So um, thank you so much for coming in. And uh, thank yeah, you. best of luck with everything. I'm really excited to see what you do. Thank you so much, Lydia. Thank you so much. Maria Malencia. Malenica. Malenica. Oh, I nearly got it, Maria. <laughs> Oh, damn it. Maria Malenita. Yes. Yes. <laughs> For the first exchange. <laughs>